0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Never Made Varsity. I almost, almost said never question. questing. My name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. Hey,
1: everybody. It's Dave Rivero, not, uh, not Noctis. I'm my regular self today. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at rivera 1222 or in front of my TV screen watching Avatar The Last Airbender.
2: Oh, it's just Maverick. You can find me on social media at heartbreak underscore kid.
1: Hey, y'all.
3: It's Aaron. You can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman.
0: I'm sorry to break the fourth wall, but I, we need to tell you that Karen, Noctis, Oshin, and Permar are not actually real. Winmay, real.
1: What? Winmay is,
0: <laughs> when May is what? real. Winmay is real. But, um... Yeah, we decided that there's enough sports stuff to talk about, and we kind of missed doing Nevermade Varsity. So here we are. How are y'all liking the Dungeons and Dragons thing so far? I know it's oh, kind of oh, weird sorry. because, yeah, we, I thought you were asking me because I was like, like I love it. <laughs> I, I was, I was just going to oh, add. Okay, um, okay. It's kind of weird because we've been like stacking episodes, some inside podcasting, we've been like stacking episodes. So it's, um, it's actually been a while since we actually recorded an episode, but uh, how are y'all liking it?
1: I like it. A David, lot. Uh, you can go first now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I didn't think I was gonna. I thought I was gonna like doing the like fighting part, like the battle system more. Than, but I actually really enjoy the role playing and social aspect of it a lot. I think it's really fun to play someone. I never, I didn't do like theater or anything as a as a high schooler or a middle schooler, so. I don't know, scratching that itch for like doing, I don't know, like improv and like having like, you know, pretending to be somebody else and and seeing if you can play like in character. I think it's really fun. But I also like rolling the dice because it's really fun to roll dice.
3: (laughs) I'm also having a really fun time with it. I feel like my character's traits allow me to. Be myself and accidentally zone out, and then zone back in and say the most inopportune thing, and it works because that's what my character is. Um, and I also just like being the workhorse in battle. Uh,
2: you cleave a bandit leader in half, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, or attempt to choke slam people I was down a say, stairwell. Choke
3: slam my party member down a stairwell onto the barkeep.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a fun thing. It's, it's a new thing. I've never really had a chance to do these kind of tabletop games. But, and so, it is very fun. But I don't think I've had any chance to kind of even see what how my player plays because there are just a lot of inopportune moments that happen to me.
1: You got the, unlucky twice. There's some. It's,
2: there's some. There's some real racism going on in Essaron.
1: Oh my! Yeah, they don't like dragons. I'm listen. I'm just pointing it out for you. I'm like, listen. I'm trying to help you out.
0: Um, I actually have physical um, dice now, so hey. I can use those. It's nice. I'll, for for the listeners, yes. little little dice roll for you. But oh, yeah, you.
2: it's been fun. I'm enjoying it. Um, y'all gotta let us know what y'all think. Y'all, we should put out a poll see who's the the favorite character so far.
1: <laughs> I feel like it would be Karen or Karen, <laughs> just because of the. Probably.
2: Bubbly personality, or Paramar just for the sheer brutality. That's true. <laughs> I, I can't wait to brutality. I
1: think I'm a very good comic relief character. I can see that. I think it's uh It'll be interesting to see what happens once we start like actually getting out there and doing kind of the more epic stuff. Like we were kind of in the small scale, like town fighting band leaders. Like what are we going to do? Like we just got, we fought some knolls. Like what are we going to do when we come up against like a 50 foot monster? Like what the, like? I'm trying to think of what we're going to do in that situation.
0: Hopefully we get the limit break or something. <laughs> are there mulligans <laughs> in this kind of
1: game format? But uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Evan's a great DM. Uh, oh. And I think he's going to – I think he has some really cool ideas. Uh, but now, like, as a product of this, like, it makes me want to DM. Like, it makes me want to try it, like, give it a go, even though I don't even fully understand everything. <laughs> so, but it just, like – it just seems so interesting to me.
0: So we will have – oh, there should be a new episode that came out yesterday for you all to listen to. Um, so go ahead and check that out. If you haven't listened to it yet, it's fun. I We're having a really good time. Um, we have some – Cool sound effects in there it's um it's been fun so go ahead and check that out but as we said we have some sports things to talk about not like actual sports that we watch even though i did watch a nascar race at least a little bit of it um this week but we wanted to talk about you want to do college first yeah let's do college first so uh college let's I mean specifically college football because that's the next big thing that is supposed to be coming up um a lot of colleges around the country as i'm sure a lot of you know have dis- or back in march um decided not to have students on campus anymore uh mark emmert president of the ncaa said that students can come back to um campus on june 1st um to like begin like camps and that sort of stuff but The NCAA can't really control what happens on a state-by-state or conference-by-conference or even institution-to-institution level. So who really knows what's going to happen with all of these things? Aaron, you were the last one who was in college. Do you think we are going (laughs) to get um, football this fall?
3: No. I would be shocked if universities are still in person after Labor Day. Um, because I think that we are heading into a second outbreak and having students go from all across the country and the world back to their campuses is just going to provide an opportunity for things to spread around again and it is not going to be very possible to effectively physically distance on college campuses if there are minor outbreaks happening
2: uh mav what do you think i mean i definitely want football to be there not to be a little selfish just because carolina football particularly is set to have a really good season but there are a lot of complications that i mean at the moment they i think we announced that carol uh the players will be able to return in july for camps or whatnot but there's still so many things unraveling at this point. It could easily be changed and be like, ah, eh, never mind. Everybody's going back home. Uh, it's definitely something that'll have to be looked at over the next couple of months, making sure the stats and figures and everything are still fitting that would allow these kind of things to happen. But no, I completely understand that, though. When you bring thousands of people and just herd them into one place, there's a chance if, if one of them has something. Uh, that it could easily spread
0: David what do you think you're you're the other school person so
2: I'm gonna be
1: the the at least from a like a public school perspective I've heard we haven't had anything official but like I've seen thrown out there like having an A day B day so that uh, like schools could be at half capacity but uh, that brings up the whole issue of like childcare for parents like whose kids have to go or whose kids are home on days that they're not supposed to go to. You know what I'm saying? Like if your kid goes to school on the A days, like what are you going to do with them on the B days? Like, are they going to provide childcare? Like it's it's just a whole mess as far as like college stuff. I know a bunch of colleges are saying, all right, after Thanksgiving break, I think we're not coming back until what is it? January, February. Do you all remember what it was? One of those. It was one of the early months. Um, which is nut? I get it and they're trying to miss the flu like that that flu season but I I honestly think that these next two weeks are going to get really bad just because maybe it's just social media blowing it up for me like maybe it's just me the perception because we always see the worst because like you know I was seeing those videos of people at the the lake of the Ozarks um, people out in Myrtle Beach out in Maryland and Ocean City and it's like people are not People are not social distancing, they're not wearing masks. and so I, my gut feeling is that we're still going to be in this heading into the fall and that the outlook is not that great. Now I could be wrong, but I'm a little bit pessimistic as far as seeing things starting back up again.
2: Now one thing too, I know that uh, Chancellor Guskowitz already announced that they are doing like a reduced, like a reduced semester almost where exams are going to be done supposedly prior to Thanksgiving week, would mm-hmm. that change if the if it they do kind of turn back around and it's like we're actually not coming back. Would it go back to I normal or what?
3: If they go back
0: um, on oh, the
3: schedule a bit, hearing. because as it is right now, it cuts out fall break and it cuts out all the reading days during exams. And I would expect those to I would expect at least the reading days to come back if we were online, because there's no reason to keep it so compressed if you're not in person.
0: Exactly. Oh, those were the hangover recovery days. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. My my thing is with um with coming back is literally every year I lived on campus all four years. And every year when students got back on campus, there was what the we called it the plague or um carolina fever some people called it which is my favorite one um it went around every like late august september and like if we can't stop a cold from spreading like there's there's no chance there's mm-hmm. no chance if there are students on campus that that um covid-19 would just spread like wildfire so dorms are petri dishes oh yeah they're disgusting uh, um, so I, I just don't see how students can stay on campus long enough for there to be football happening. If, if student athletes are like every other student on campus, yeah. I don't see how you can keep them on campus. Exactly. That's it's the to effect.
2: If, if, if students can't come, sure as heck student athletes are not going to, or they aren't going to drag student athletes to just play a game with no people in the stands.
0: Or so that if, sounds if you don't, like a lawsuit. Yeah for sure and i've seen um some people make the argument like maybe we might see like trevor lawrence like if they do play football in the fall why would he like what what's his motivation to stay in school or like to go back to school and like make this money i mean he could just if he really loves football like that like i understand that but like from a nfl perspective I can see him being like, no, I am not coming back to Clemson, South Carolina, (laughs) um, (laughs) to possibly get the coronavirus and mess up my lungs forever. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I would, um, I think the earliest we see football happen is like February for at least for college, which I'd be into. Hopefully we have a, um, a vaccine by then, but I'd love to have some, um, not 80 degree 85 90 degree (laughs) games to go to but i we've also started to see a lot of programs be cut across the country i think the most recent one at least in north carolina news was ecu who cut their men's and women's tennis and men's and women's swimming and diving recently so
1: and received a lot of backlash because of their athletics chair
0: really i didn't see that
1: the the it's the whole thing of like the the athletics chair is making x amount of money and you're cutting these programs like i don't know like he's making a pretty exorbitant amount of money i'll i'd have to look up what he's actually making but regardless interesting
0: but um is anything else with college football i think those that's the uh, biggest thing that's that's come out recently carolina's still on a tear recruiting <laughs> yeah.
2: That and has not stopped. We're not we're still not done. I think there's probably at least 3 or 4 more spots available and there's just about as many recruits that are still open. It would be nice. I would enjoy.
0: It. <laughs> I mean the, the, again like you Maverick like selfishly I really want this season to
2: happen because we're going to be good. Yeah. We're going to be a really good team. And so I want to be able to see that now it, let's let let's briefly talk about like, if there is anything. So do you think it would be a modified thing where no, absolutely no fans in the stands or someone mentioned like, what if they keep it just the season ticket holders and spread everybody out? How would band do it? Cause you have to have everybody together for that. Uh, there are a lot of things to consider, even if that happens. Just spread the band out from the
0: twenty to the twenty. Just march out. <laughs> just stay eight to five and park and bark. No sharing I mean, really, the pieces. Band is yeah. disgusting. It's really we are so gross,
1: <laughs> nasty. We're just really close with each other.
0: Too close. <laughs> Way too close. Yeah, I can um. I don't even know how the season ticket thing would work. Cause I feel like there are a lot of season ticket holders, you know, mm-hmm.
2: myself included. I know me included. Um.
0: included.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'll be fine if this, if my credit card bill goes back down to zero, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time I, I was more than prepared to pay that money.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Um, back at a uh, high point university, their new arena. Um, they pushed back the opening to um, to next basketball season in 2021-22. Um, so as far as like Carolina perspectives, um, there were I – can, I can say rumors. Um, I won't get in trouble for that. Um, there were uh, rumors of um, UNC going to play at High Point to open up the arena, which is not unheard of. They did it for Elon. It was Char. They um, – did it with, oh, there was another school recently where they helped open their arena. Anyway, um, that's something to keep your eyes open for as far as um, 2021-22 Carolina Basketball Non-Conference. Um, let's see. Y'all want to jump to the NBA? Sure.
2: Yeah, because that's probably the more, the more imminent thing in terms of returning.
0: So... Uh, the NBA has not played a game since March 11th, I believe. Yeah, that was a Wednesday because the 13th was a Friday.
2: Let me to reiterate that the Mavericks played the last game and won. So if there is no NBA season, technically shouldn't the team that wins the last game of the season be the champions? Okay,
0: Jan. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a couple days ago, the um, NBA front office um, in New Jersey, New York, somewhere up there, Sakakis, yeah, New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Um, sent a, At least um, that's where
3: the replay center is. I know that from the <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um They sent out a survey to GMs um, for them to pick between certain restart options. Well, not restart, but like return to play options. I'll explain them qu- as quickly as I can. One, advance directly to the playoffs, um, just with the standings, how they are, simple enough. Uh, Playoffs Plus. Expand the teams with the opportunity to play in the playoffs, and you can either have a group stage in the first round or a modified first round, but then you just have to decide how many teams would be welcome back to play. Uh, You can resume the regular season with all 30 teams. The big incentive behind that is TV money with a lot of the local deals. They want to get it to everyone play 70 um, regular season games. Um, just to fulfill all of those TV deals, and uh, I mean, I guess that's an option on top of all the other regular ones that we're talking about. And then there is the play uh, the play in format options, where the popular one for that would be that the seventh seed would play the ten seed in the one game play in, and the eight seed to play the nine seed um, as they are currently listed for the in both conferences for the last um, spots in the playoffs. So, oh, and also where they would do this, um, it's down to um, Orlando at um, Disney World or in Vegas at um, the MGM hotels. It looks like Orlando is a front runner. At least that's the one that the public is hearing about more. So, um, Maverick, you're the one who I talked to who in the group with me about this. What do you think about the, just options the options? And-
2: I think one that I still want to – is there a write-in option, like an election, like I want a write-in one, is <laughs> bring in the idea because we've talked about this many, many pods ago as a concept of a new playoff format where rather than taking the eight seeds of the West, eight seeds of the East, is that you take the top 16 seeds regardless of conference and then bracket it all up just so you can get kind of more interesting matchups in the earlier rounds where you don't have to worry about teams like the L.A.'s colliding before potentially a final situation so it's in a sense you're getting like the true best team at the moment and one of the big counterpoints to all that way back when was if you get a team like boston playing los angeles in the first round having to travel all the way across the country just between games whereas if you're going to be putting all the teams in the same exact locale that essentially eliminates the one major issue to that kind of a format. So I think that would be kind of interesting. I know there were some, someone mentioned it was like, you were seeing getting like 70 games or you have 10 games left in the regular season. And then you just see it after that. Uh, someone's also mentioned like, I think it should sort of narrow down like the teams that are actually eligible. Like I'm pretty sure teams like, uh, uh, I think Minnesota has a pretty low record, the Warriors, the ones that are like definitely out. I mean, I guess still allow them to play, but also I don't know if I want them to play because if you – I have to think about the team like the Mavericks that are the seventh seed, and if I don't like the idea of the play-in where a team that is on the outside looking in just gets lucky and then knocks us out of the playoffs. uh, I also don't care about just starting the playoffs just because we're still playing the Clippers. I would like to change that situation around a little bit. Um but I'm just glad that we're able to start talking about the playoffs being able to return at all. And so as long as we get basketball, I really probably can support any decision.
0: Yeah, but my one tweak to yours, Maverick, I think in if they would have gone into the season with the idea of the top 16, regardless, I would be on board. I think for this season, since we've already gone, like, what, 50, 60 games in, if they did the top 8 from the west top 8 from the east reseed them so they're 1 through 16 and then go from there i think that's something that i would like to see if that makes sense
2: yeah no it does and then you don't
1: and then you don't have to worry about the whole travel thing cuz like i like that idea in normal cases like if like during the normal nba season but then you'd have to deal with like all right you know the, some teams are having to do more travel than others you know what i'm saying like east versus yeah. west coast uh, but i think that would be a great time to try that
2: and again, selfishly, I don't like the idea of the plan because Dallas is like six games ahead of the eight seed. And so like we're mm-hmm. pretty squ- – and we're like only two games back or something like that from the six seed. And so – and then if you get the plans with like a ten seed like – Which said, are all the these, Pelicans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we beat the Pelicans this year, so I'm not necessarily worried about them. But at the same time, if they – who knows what kind of rust there's going to be after all this time off. Oh, there will be rust. Uh, Make no doubts about it. What happens if they just – they get hot, they're hotter than we are, or we're just bad. And then they get into the playoffs where we were pretty squarely in the playoffs. There was like, what, ten games left? Yeah, we're pretty close. Yeah, it was not even like less than ten games left before the season was done anyway. So it was pretty certain that Dallas was going to make the playoffs, and if something like that causes them not to, that would be a little frustrating.
0: Yeah, it's a lot closer in the East, but in the West, like you said, like I think Dallas is like ten games ahead of the Pelicans at this point. So it would be, um, it would be really rough to see that come down to one game. Um, I, I I don't think very fair. Um, I don't know. I would, I'd like to see some sort of group play. I think that's interesting. Um, get all the teams and have them play like a little round robin and then, um, you know, spread the coronavirus around to everyone and then you finish the tournament. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think having a, a round robin and then reseed from there might be fun. I don't know. I see that you think it's a idea.
1: I need to spend some more time like thinking about it. I haven't spent a ton of time. I've just kind of looked at it. I haven't actually like marinated on it and thought about it. I, I am interested in the idea that you mentioned about how, you know, going one through 16 and reseeding. Um And I don't know, like, I've seen the idea thrown around about having playing games, but I think it's just, you have, you have, you know, each of the teams from yet, yeah, like, what would you say? 10 games from the end of the season, you have each of the eight seeds in each conference, just send the other ones home and just let those 16 teams play. I don't think you need to start doing like playing games and, and all that junk and
2: yeah i mean that's also more of a safety thing too because it means you're bringing less people into the complex correct I mean, if you if you're out of the playoffs like you're nowhere near it, then they don't bring them back they only bring the teams that are maybe like 10 right. and uh, 10 in, seated 10 and under uh so that I and mean, like i said that's like what four or ooh, i'm getting bad math so five teams from each conference that are going home and they were saying you could bring up to 35 people i mean like i said that's a lot of people that they're keeping away in case something does go awry. Right. So,
1: yeah. I, I need to spend some more time thinking about, like, what I think the best thing would be. Not that it matters in the grand scheme of things, but I would need to spend more time thinking about it.
0: It looks like it would be around five more games of the regular season that, that most teams would need to play to reach that seventy, um, that 70 benchmark just to get the TV money, right? Okay. Let's – talk about
2: the last dance. Oh man. Yes. The last dance. Um, yeah, go. Michael Jordan takes everything personally. (laughs) (laughs) Every single thing. Yeah. I mean, somebody looks at him funny. He even creates situations in his mind of people saying and doing things just to get himself fired up.
0: It's wild. It's truly wild. Um, I don't know why um, they like coordinated a lie about the flu game that he had food poisoning. I don't know why Michael Jordan had the need to lie that he was hungover during that game. Um, so wait, I've
2: <laughs> never heard about this, but I mean that's something that I have only heard about with this coming out. So, what was it about a hangover?
0: Um, so well, I, for one, do not believe that he would he had food poisoning because one. Five people showing up to that hotel room does not make any lick of sense because it's not like he picked up the phone. Like him, Michael Jordan himself picked up the phone and said, hello, this is Michael Jordan of the Chicago Bulls, and I would like one pizza, please. <laughs> like <laughs> right. he, like that's not going to happen. Like he's going to get one of his handlers to like send a pizza to the front desk or like to one of the other rooms, and that person's going to bring it to Michael Jordan. He's not going to – order the pizza himself his handlers are not going to be like hey i need michael jordan's pizza stat like it's not gonna it's <laughs> not gonna happen like uh, that. Uh,
1: that doesn't quite work that way
0: i do believe though he might have had a little too much henny that night decided he wanted a full pizza um and regretted it um that so you're, um,
2: you're still agreeing that a pizza was eaten
0: oh I, I don't doubt that a pizza was eaten
1: not just a pizza i think he said it was a pizza hut pizza right <laughs> <laughs> you got to be a special kind of person to eat a whole Pizza Hut pizza because that stuff is trash.
0: He wasn't going to let the pizza win, um,
2: so see, he took it personally against <laughs> the pizza. <laughs> he took it personally. <laughs> <laughs> the pizza. He was so drunk, and the pizza was. You he could hear the pizza talking to. He was like, "Yeah, you can't eat me."
1: That's the goat mentality, right there.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, basically, I don't believe that he was. Um, that he had food poisoning also you don't get food poisoning an hour after you eat something that's not how it works um
1: i redid my setup by the way i don't know if y'all noticed oh
0: yes I did. <laughs> <I'm, know. laughs>
1: just in case you were gonna comment
0: um but yeah i i really enjoyed it it was fun being able to see like more like wholesale michael jordan that you really don't get from like youtube clips and i'm not gonna watch a game from the 90s because those are boring as all get out
1: uh, um, they really so, so, are. What was it? Wasn't the end of game? Was it game six? It was like 78 76 or something. And it was like, I didn't realize I signed up to watch Virginia basketball.
0: Yes, this <laughs> is the basketball that um that they yearn for. Uh, <laughs> they quote unquote <laughs> they hashtag they <laughs> yearn for. No, um, I mean, I think it highlights how much better Michael Jordan was than everyone else playing at that time like i i don't think there's been a, a larger talent in basketball a larger talent gap maybe wilt chamberlain between like the best player and everyone else and i i think he he's singular in that aspect
1: yeah i can see that yeah i think this definitely highlighted it i think that i do hate that it's turned into like this is like the anti lebron james documentary or that <laughs> lebron james now has to prove himself after this like no it's just you can appreciate michael jordan for what he is and still have your feelings about lebron james i don't think this diminishes anything lebron james does i mean there are people that didn't watch michael jordan i mean i wasn't alive i was born in 96 like i i wasn't watching michael as a baby <laughs> straight out the womb you know like you know so it's it was nice to learn about these things and you know obviously the stats speak for themselves but you know, seeing it and you know hearing about it; those firsthand accounts is also useful. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I don't think that has to detract from what LeBron James is doing. You know,
0: and I feel like a lot of people are taking that opportunity. I'm glad we got to hear Magic Johnson say "he he," <laughs> <laughs> his
1: his past ad libs.
0: <laughs> it is um. But I think those, like, that second and a half is my favorite part of the documentary.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, there there was a lot of stuff. Like, similarly, um, Born 96, like, did not really watch basketball until the mid-2000s, like 2005-ish. And so I really didn't have as much idea. I just heard the name Michael Jordan, that he was apparently the greatest of all time, but I really hadn't seen it. I mean, you're not watching a whole NBA season or anything, but it, you're seeing – in the most clutch and the most high pressure situations, what exactly he did. I mean, winning two, three peats, the second coming off a two year stint of playing baseball. Um, and then still just absolutely blowing people out of the water, um, and just demoralizing teams. So it, it really did give a, a better insight and in just what exactly went into the bulls organization too. Um, I've, I've never seen someone that is so good that is like almost so resentful of his front office.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't even think I like, I had and no a pretty idea Pretty
2: competent front office. Yeah.
1: He just didn't like Jerry. Kra- like, the, like it, it, it is so funny to me that it is now so obvious that he based the, the, the villain character in space jam off of Jerry Krause. Like that is, there's <laughs> no way you can tell me that that is not Jerry Krause. And, uh, like all the little jabs that they would have at him, like, nah, you can't have a cigar; it'll stunt your growth." Like, <laughs> just like those little jabs. Like you could, you could kind of see the like internal crying of it's Jerry like, Krause. It's like it doesn't have
2: to be all that.
1: It doesn't really.
2: I but. think it. I don't know why oh, it but goes back to it. Michael Jordan takes everything personally.
0: Yeah, man. But I don't know what he did to. I, he took Charles Oakley away. I guess is the thing. But I don't know.
2: Um, well, particularly, I don't, uh, it's, they don't really talk about it as much. I think it's just particularly the comments that were made before that 97, 98 season in which they're like, I don't care if we go 82 and zero. Phil Jackson will not be returning as head coach. We're probably going to trade Scottie Pippen. I don't think we're going to sign any of these people back because their contracts are going to be too high. And I think just going scorched earth like that. And he's literally mentioned that time. He's like, well, you've already said this. And so. I'm right, not going to yeah. play for anyone other than Phil Jackson, uh, and you're saying he's gone. So why do you expect me to come back?
1: Yeah, he 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 definitely talked himself into a – he talked a big game and talked himself into a lot of situations that didn't necessarily have to be that way.
2: You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wish on the like that end graphic there was like the Bulls haven't won a championship since.
1: <laughs> now, do you do you believe like do you think that the fact that the Bulls dynasty ended. Like messy and ugly, like that adds to the mystique of it rather than like it just kind of like falling off the cliff and dying slowly. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good team. Like, I don't think the Spurs did. I mean, kind of the Spurs did that kind of thing, but But I would say the Lakers.
2: But no, the Lakers took right over after that, right? Well, the Spurs won the next year and then start and then after that was the Lakers' repeat. Was that? Might not.
1: Right, what I was saying was like, but like, is it, does it add to the mystique that the Bulls dynasty got chopped to an end rather than it was a slow decline?
2: You know what I'm saying? I think so, because Michael even acknowledged he's like, it's still in the back of my mind. I was like, we could have won seven. It's, it adds to the legend for sure. I think that Because they never, in, in theory, like technically, they never kind of lost. It, it, they lost because simply because all those players were gone. No one beat them, per se. And so it's kind of – it's a little bit different when, like, the Goliath gets actually beaten versus if, like, the Goliath just, like, disappears and is just no longer there.
1: That's true.
0: I don't know why it's so funny to me that Terry Francona
2: was Was (laughs) – Was his his manager? Or the
0: manager um, when he was in the um, double A's. And that they had to send him to the double A's because there wasn't enough um, press room in the in the single A clubs.
2: That's six yeah. degrees right there.
0: Imagine Michael Jordan playing for the Greensboro Grasshoppers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so <laughs> so close. I guess the
0: Greensboro bats back then. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was um it was nice to have some appointment viewing. Um I feel like every or at least my world stopped on Sunday nights for two hours to watch the last dance, which is a feeling I haven't felt since game of Thrones ended. So that was cool.
1: Yes, it was, it was like, you know, even my, I would talk to my family be like, all right, we're ready to watch the last dance and uh, just to have something to look forward to definitely helped. Now I don't know what I'm going to do, but
2: <laughs> all the, memes. It was nice though, we got so much more memes out of this documentary. And also, (laughs) I just love Dennis Rodman so much more. Yeah, I was about to say, like,
1: dude, he, in his prime, he was on top. Like, he didn't have to score any points. He was dating Carmen Electra and he got his little, like, two week, whatever, however long, like, how many hours vacation. Like, I don't know. He 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 is, if
0: J.R. Smith was like, a top 20 player in the NBA like that yeah. <laughs> that
2: is um that's Rodman or I think that's like who like someone like Draymond aspires to be like now I think about it every team's got to have like that pest kind of a person that just agitates people and I think he Robin well I don't know maybe the bad boy Pistons really is what started or even the Celtics prior to that but there's got to be realize, someone on the team that's just a true pest.
1: I just didn't realize he was 6'8". I thought he was like 6'10". I thought he was like a, a true center. I did not realize he was he was 6'8". And he was killing these and dudes
2: in the glass. 6'8 is generous. Like I said, I think that's why you go to Draymond because Draymond's undersized and he's doing the exact same thing. He's just annoying about it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, he was one of those dudes who could come into the gym and do what he had to do like during practice when he went to practice and like during the games where he was good enough that he could go in the middle of the finals, go do a WWE thing <laughs> overnight and then come back. He could, um,
2: there is a documentary on that, on the WWE network that I watched into it. And it was the same thing where they brought, they both him and Carl Malone were on an episode of, of WCW nitro and fought each other at a pay-per-view uh, they fought in a pay-per-view <laughs> a month after that 98 finals. And it was a sort of thing where they were talking about. It, it was, Dennis was the exact same way in, in with wrestling as he was at basketball. Would show up late to everything. He kind of did it on his own time. But the second the, the red light was on and it was time to go, he, he seemed like he was a natural.
0: And I, the thing is – people want to be that and
2: not everyone can be that
0: (laughs) a very few people can be that very very few can
2: and it they I watched the match so it was uh Dennis Rodman and Hulk Hogan faced Carl Malone and Diamond Dallas Page um (laughs) it it was a it was that not it was actually not a bad match and Eric Bischoff who was the president of WCW at the time says it's probably one of his proudest moments uh was being able to get that together and get the star power like that carl malone like body slammed hulk hogan and everybody's like what the hell just happened so i if you get a chance i would watch that match
0: i've been talking to carlos like maybe i should start watching wrestling right now there's nothing nothing else
1: <laughs> you know what maverick's answer is gonna be He's gonna be like, Dude, I don't know one of, <laughs> one of us
2: it's it's different right now with no fans i don't know just watch all
1: the attitude era stuff, you
2: know. Yeah, get the network and watch old stuff, like I do. Or you can watch the the documentary on the Undertaker called "The Last Ride." Pretty funny that's coming out at the same time as "The Last Dance."
0: Hmm. If we can pivot back to um, basketball just for a second, someone just or the Action Network Action Action Network HQ just tweeted out a bracket if. They did um, the top 16, just straight-up top 16.
2: We still have the Clippers. Uh, (laughs) Yes. We would have had the Clippers in both scenarios, so we're still going out in the first round. Great. But um, the Lakers' toughest road –
0: like their toughest road would be um, Jazz-Raptors to get to the finals. They play um, the Nets, the Jazz, and the Raptors. Yeah, that sounds like a cakewalk
2: it. with all things considered. They don't have to go through Houston. They don't have to go through Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh. Assuming Houston doesn't
0: beat um, Utah in the first round. And assuming um, Denver doesn't beat the Raptors or Grizzlies in the second round. Which is very I, – I like this bracket. I think um, – Jazz Rockets could be a fun series. Raptors Grizzlies sounds super fun. What what would the Bucks uh, route look like? Um Magic, Heat, um Clippers. So also not super hard. No.
2: I mean, the Clippers would be entertaining.
0: It would be, but they're having like mesh issues and like
2: m- not being with each other for 2 months isn't helping that. Yeah. The Clippers are just a matchup nightmare for us, so I don't want to play them. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers were one of those, like, weird first-round
0: Xs. Because you might get – if Playoff P comes back, then he's going to put up, like, two for (laughs) 15. (laughs) Yeah, Playoff P.
1: (laughs) What commercial was it? it What commercial was it? Was it a Gatorade commercial where he, like, woke up in a cold sweat or or hit the game-winning shot? Oh, I mm-hmm. forgot what it was.
0: Yeah, it was it, yeah.
1: You know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know.
0: Playoff P. <laughs> In the place Consult your doctor if playoff. Consult P. Is your right doctor for you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's elevator uh show joke. Shall we talk about Avatar the last Airbender
2: Yes, please. <laughs> I guess we can now.
0: So, um, for those of you who don't know, I put the first episode in this feed. Um, I am now on a, an Avatar The Last Airbender rewatch podcast. It's called Four Nations Report. Listen to it. It's fun. Um, it's really good. Please friend,
1: listen
0: to it. Uh, thanks, David. Um, me welcome. and my friend Martha and um, Ariel. Um, but Maverick has now seen all of Avatar The Last Airbender after we begged him and begged him to watch it. <laughs> to be fair, there was not an easy way to watch it until now unless you wanted a Nick Jr. trial. Um, but You have finished Avatar Last Airbender.
2: What did you think? Yeah, it was a pretty good show. I mean, (laughs) like I said, I'm still not going to call it the best show of all time. I still have my own sort of thing. I I was very strongly a Disney kid in that era. So I wasn't on Nickelodeon enough to even... Like, I would flip through and I'd see it and I'd be like, nah, I just wouldn't get hooked on it. And so I was just never really there to even see that show or to give myself a chance to be hooked on it. But I watch it. I I definitely see there are a lot of elements. I can definitely, I mean, with Twitter, having Twitter around made that experience a lot better. Just seeing like other people's reactions.
0: Time out. We're going full spoiler. So um, if you haven't watched Avatar Last Airbender, sorry. Um, but we aren't gonna hold ourselves back in this because I love this show and I already do that for one podcast. So Maverick, you can just you can feel free to talk about whatever you want to.
2: Okay. I mean, I I think the main thing is for a show that's only three seasons long, I personally felt that there was a lot of filler and such. And so I kind of liked it when it we just got with the story like it was what it was several episodes before. four ang meets uh avatars is it roku 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 um and i was like that that was probably the first one i was like okay i like this stuff give me more of that stuff like let's get with what's the task at hand here um like i understand there are certain stuff where you get little things like the cameo of this dude with the cabbages and all this stuff uh but i kind of do like to get with the the main story a little bit. Like if it was several more seasons, then I'd understand the idea of having fluff all throughout. But for something that is relatively short, I would say um, with shorter episodes, like let's get with it here. But there are a lot of good characters. I think uncle Eero is probably one of my favorites. I really like him. Um, I think we've all known a Tylee in our lives. <laughs> Listen, Tylee
0: was my first like animated crush. Oh.
2: <laughs> I had a huge crush on Tylee when I was a kid. Well, allow me to be the first to say the Tylees in real life have that same effect. So I know, I know exactly <laughs> where you're coming from, and it's the ones that like don't know how truly like how much attention they can get from people and such. And <laughs> yeah, it's, we're not even going to get down to that. But um, I uh, oh. I think the first time that something really got me was in the episode where uh, like, the big battle at the uh, the Northern Water Tribe, and when Yue uh, became the Moon. I was. Our I was first really... girlfriend turned into the Moon. <laughs> yeah. Poor Sokka. Some on one hand, poor Sokka, but also Sokka brings a lot onto himself, anyways. He does,
1: but it's endearing.
2: Yeah. Did. I I don't know if I missed it. Was there any reason that it explained why he's not a bender?
0: Um, Maybe you're born with it. Maybe it's (laughs) Maybelline. Okay. Pretty
2: much. Yeah. I didn't know if it was a thing where it seemed to me like the culture was the Southern Water Tribe was particularly women waterbenders, whereas the Northern Tribe was particularly male waterbenders. So all the men were off to war, but I, I, I'm having
0: trouble remembering whether, even while they were off to war, if Katara was still the only waterbender down there. I think they just had some bad genetic luck um, in the Southern Water Tribe as far as getting waterbenders. And it's smaller. So if you've mm-hmm. run out of waterbenders, you're really kind of screwed.
2: Yeah. I think... There are a couple things I wish were fleshed out a little more. I really enjoy, like, was intrigued by the bloodbending arc with Katara. Because she particularly, when they go out to find the guy that, like, is this, did the dude actually kill his, her mom? Or is it too kitty show to actually, they have to be very implicative about I mean, there's
1: that. a skeleton, there's a skeleton with a bunch of dead firebenders in episode two of season one, so I yeah. don't know.
0: <laughs> I think it's implied.
2: But she uses it on the person she thought it was him, and then they realize it's not, but that he, she doesn't even do that to him once she gets there. I wish that could have been explored a little bit more.
0: If you're or, looking for...
2: Or, if, uh, like, what in the final fight that Zuko and Azula had, if she tried to do it there, and Zuko would have been like, hey, you don't need to do that. We're, we got her, or something like that. Like, I wish it was fleshed out a little bit more, because I think that was very intriguing. Like, that sounds scary to me, screw lightning bending fire bending air bending blood bending sounds absolutely scary
0: blood bending is terrifying but i will tell you um if you want to see like more cool uses of bending korra has um oh i don't want to spoil oh mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot
1: of cool bending in korra
0: yeah there's a lot of cool new bending in korra um I'm about to DM something to David. Um, sure. there's a lot of cool bending in Korra, but you also get a lot of lore and Korra you learn like how the Avatars came to be. Yeah, you learn how um how the Avatar came to be. There's a um Avatar Kyoshi um companion um YA novel that's all about Avatar Kyoshi. Um there are a bunch of graphic novels, um they talk about like what happens with um with Aang and the gang after the last episode that I'm about to get into. Um so there's a lot more of this world to like dive into if that's something you wanted to do. David, should we should we mention that or Yeah,
1: because I feel like it's a, a valid a valid statement because like yeah. I think that was the first thing that somebody asked me when they first started watching it. I was like, Can't they just do this? And it'd be like, like yes yeah. they
0: can. Yes, they um, can. <laughs> Let me just say, like, bloodbending is scary, but you have not seen an evil airbender yet. Um, And it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, there's a that,
1: reason that they're pacifists. Because if yeah. they're not, they would clap some cheeks.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the yeah.
0: thing about them... Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Quora I definitely see is, why it's, like, oh, kind of open and they, don't, they didn't go farther than that because it was a really nice ending and you have to think there's pro- Unless there is some evil plot I mean, things are going to be pretty peaceful because Aang's 12 years old, and now he's almost completely mastered. Is it official now that he's mastered all four? And so now as a 12-year-old, he's going to hold everything down for a good while. For a good while. But
0: uh, Korra takes place like 80, 90 years in the future. Um, so there, there's time for stuff Is Aang to in happen. It? Um, I mean, like just like in um The Last Airbender, you see like Roku and Kyoshi. Um, and Cori, because how avatars worked isn't a spoiler. Um, the avatar has to die for the next one to be born.
2: Of course, yeah. But and it's the whole thing where if you kill the avatar in the avatar state, then it breaks the cycle. Correct. Correct. Um. So, but does that mean so he Ang- doesn't get killed so, in the
0: avatar state? There is another avatar. Yeah.
2: And so, but that means Aang's dead. In yeah, Aang's dead. Okay. Yeah, he's dead. But, but he's still Korra-
0: there. Cora is a lot more in adult. your heart. He's there in your heart. Cora is a lot more adult, ador- adult than um, the last Airbender. Like there are some dark, dark moments in the Legend of Cora. Um,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, there are.
0: And and they like in um the last Airbender where they might cut away, they do not
2: in the Legend of Cora. Yeah, like I said, I don't know because uh, yeah, they it, I mean, it's very kid show. Like, death is not something that's really seen on screen. I forgot the name of the the commander of the Fire Nation that got dragged into the water. Commander Zhao. Zhao. And it's like, that man just drowned. <laughs> and Aang just drowned that man. <laughs> so, yeah, like, but no one talks about that. Or Jet. It's like... Oh, Jet. Just oh, go jet. away. I'm going to be okay. <laughs> no, he's not.
0: <laughs> Somebody tweeted. I literally just saw it before he started recording. Um, they said um, I had a hard time with Aang's conflict with killing people. He's been airbending people off ships, ladders, cliffs, uh, ships, ladders, cliffs, and buildings. It's not like he's checking on them and covering their copay. Um, Ang went to the um, Bruce Wayne School of not killing people. Um, he, he, he's very Batman and how he... I'm not going to kill you, but I'm not going to save you either.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't kill you. The fall killed you.
0: Yeah. It's like, come on.
2: Come
0: on, bro. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it though. It's um like I said, there's some very there are some
2: very enjoyable moments, like some some jokey jokes. Like, like I said, the recurring thing with the cabbage band. That's very funny. <laughs> I really enjoyed the play that was in the third season where they the, oh oh my God. where God. they satirized everybody. I really enjoyed that. I it's think Toph, Toph is a really funny here. character. I really like Toph. Toph is the homie. Toph,
1: <laughs> it feels so funny watching season 1 like watching season 1 without her and you just feel like something's missing and then she shows up and you're like everything's whole now it's so fantastic.
0: Um I don't know if you saw um Maverick but Dave Filoni directed a lot of episodes. <laughs> especially i had heard of that season. from
2: other like st- hearing about Star Wars things. Uh he he would mention that there's like a documentary right now on making Mandalorian and he mentioned that.
0: He um so Jet's hideout in the first season in The Trees is based off the Ewoks.
2: That makes sense.
0: That does make a lot of sense. I fun. think
2: that was actually his first actual gig was working on Avatar, if I'm not mistaken. Like, that was his first major project, if I'm not mistaken. Uh,
0: he had done some – that was his first major project, yeah. Because um, he'd worked in animation and, like, King of the Hill, Kim Possible, um, Fillmore, the homie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, um, after our last Airbender was his first major thing. But he also worked on American Dragon Jake Long, which stars Dante Bosco who is also Prince Zuko, who is Rufio um, after Harder, last Airbender. So and Rufio and Hook and Rufio and Hook. All Most right, importantly, mm.
2: I that too. About Zuko, I called that face turn from a mile away. That was, I knew that was going to happen.
1: I it's responded so to a tweet. <laughs> I, I responded to a tweet. Somebody tweeted. I won't name drop because it was so funny. Uh, but they were like, does Zuko ever stop being a whiny teenage girl or like preteen girl? And I was just like, just wait for it. Just wait. Just wait. Because they just started the series. And then I think they tweeted yesterday and they were like, Zuko, that redemption arc. Mwah. And it was like, yes.
2: <laughs> and I put in the group, like, I I didn't live tweet kind of my reactions. I've never been a big Oh, I'm not I'm not good at live tweeting. So I just sent it to the group chat so that they can evaluate my responses. I was gonna get upset, even though it is logical of Zuko and uh Katara being together. Like I started feeling an energy there. I'm like, no, don't you take her away from Aang like that.
0: <laughs> no, so, does but Zutara- luckily
2: May came and got her man and <laughs> so Katara could be like it could go back to Aang.
0: Does Zutara ship makes more sense now that I, when I was younger, I was like, no, Katara, no, don't do it. But now I'm a little bit older, I watch and I like, I can see a world in which Zutara exists.
1: But then uh, somebody but I- also tweeted out a good point that she would have to she would then be, I don't know, like, not co-fire lord, but she would be in a relationship with the Fire Lord in the nation that killed her parents, and it's just
0: like... Yeah, yeah, that's the thing about these redemption arcs. <laughs>
2: it's like, Anakin killed children still.
0: Yeah, yeah. He killed, he killed those yinglings. Um, <laughs> those those yeah. yinglings? I forgot,
1: <laughs> I forgot about that meme.
0: Thank you for bringing that out of my they're just
2: but It's more complex than that.
0: Oh, it's such a good show. I'm I'm gonna um, I'm gonna keep climbing through. My next episode is the Great Divide. Um, is
1: is there an easy way to rewatch Cora?
0: Is I guess not really, right? Uh, it was on Amazon Prime for a while. I don't think it still is. Um, okay. Let me check real quick. Is there
2: anything more on like this Order of the Lotus?
0: Oh, uh, the White Lotus. Uh... Oh, White Lotus. Whatever. I don't think there's any like companion. um... I thought that
2: was an interesting thing. Like they're basically people who, I mean, they naturally have their origins of their particular nations, but they're like almost neutral in a sense where ultimately they're just like for whatever's good for the kingdoms rather than for one. Oh,
0: so is it on prime? What do you mean subscribing?
1: If it's still on prime, I have prime so I could go, I could go watch it. I just don't know. I can also go check later. You don't have to check for me.
0: Yeah, we can go. We can fill everyone in next week or just tweet at us and we'll let you know. Um, but I do recommend Cora. I, it's um, it's a different vibe. It's
1: yeah. I've seen a lot of people have issues with it. I mean, I don't know if they're all warranted, but I don't know. Part of that has to do
0: with. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, my co-host Ariel um does not like it.
1: That's okay. Uh, the, the the issues. I feel like people have no sorry the issues that I have issues with is the whole like people that already have an issue with female leads in shows that they're attached to you know you know where that goes you know mhm with like IPs that they're attached to it's like the Star Wars effect
0: I um there are problems with it there are like story problems like just straight up story and pacing problems but I love being back in that world so much right um, tenzin tenzin's my guy <laughs> um 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 uh, math tenzin is ang's son um oh yeah with it's, um, with katara yes okay it, it's happily ever after don't worry Woo! Um, but yeah i don't know I, i'm gonna keep rambling if i don't stop it now. So I'm going to stop talking about it now, but I,
1: I do have one question or at least one question to pose to both of you. So now that you, we've all seen it, mm-hmm. how do y'all think the live action Netflix series will go?
0: So Michael Martino and um, the other creator, Aaron E. Has, I don't know how to say his name. Um, they're going to be a lot more involved in this than they were in the movie. Um. So I, I feel better about it. I still, I don't want, I don't want it. I
1: have
2: I, healthy is skepticism. Is it, is it going to be like l- older version of Vang and all them, or what kind of set, what's the setting? Book one. Oh, so they're they're making the show. They live are remaking
1: action. the show live action.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I,
0: I don't know. I, I there. Just,
1: I keep there are a few I key choices that going back
0: made. to in the movie during the um, the imprisoned scene um, where like the airbender, or the earthbenders are like shooting the rocks at the fire nation it's just like a little pebble floating across the screen is like i can't i can't go through that again I, I mean i'm going to go through it again with this podcast but i can't go through it again
2: i was so like I, I mean i think like the effects of zuko's like i don't it, i mean it, to me it looks like a face mark it doesn't look like a burn to me and so I think that would it could make for a better effect with there. I like or the scene with the dragons. Like, uh, I forgot where they were. They went back to the one place. It, was, it wasn't Amashu, but the two dragons came out of the caves. I feel like that would mm-hmm. be a pretty good scene. There is there is potential,
0: but I just...
2: I don't know. Maybe Aang might need to be a little older. I don't know. Or if they make him look older, he might still be 12, but he looks... Like, someone who could pass, like, for a 16-year-old. Because it might look weird for, like, a little 12-year-old to beat someone like Ozai. I don't know. Yeah, know, but action.
0: I, I think that Aang's innocence and Aang being and looking 12 is part of the story.
1: The very first – or is it first episode or second? I don't know which one it was, but it was like, you know, you're just a child. Well, you're just a teenager. You know, like <laughs> –
0: <laughs> yeah that's um just a-, yeah. a second episode okay. yeah yeah I mean it's part one part two it's whatever
1: it's basically the same episode
0: yeah but um I'm glad you went on this journey with us Mav yep. I'm happy we can all talk about Avatar now <laughs> um and yeah the second Avatar movie comes out in 2021 directed by James Cameron uh. <laughs> Anything uh. else <laughs> um we want to talk about um before we get out of here? Uh we are running up on time since um our new recording has um has that weird bug. Yes,
1: that's true. No, I think I'm okay.
0: Um Aaron's gone. His internet pooped out on us again, so bloop. Oh well. Oh good. But uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Nevermate Varsity. I don't know when we'll do another of these. I don't want to put, like, a a time on it. But um, this was fun. I'm glad we got to do this.
2: (laughs) Had to get back a little bit to the old ways. But otherwise, catch us DMing and dungeoning and dragoning.
0: And uh yeah, you can catch us there. Um and we will make sure to let y'all know whenever one of these episodes is coming out. So thank you for listening and we
2: will catch y'all in Esheron. Esheron? Esheron.